Hello, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss America Trading. Uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you for tuning into our podcast, The Secret War on Cash, where we discuss uh, current financial and economic events, uh, some of the changing landscape and horizon that we have uh, in our fi- financial markets and economy today. I have joining me uh, my co-host, Chris Agalestos. Chris, how are you? Great. Thank you. Good to see you as always. Well, that's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> I mean it I know- too. That's also very kind. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. And I know that, you know, we're kind of wrapping up the getting close to the end of 2023. Uh, There's been a lot that we've been discussing. And, you know, I think in one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about how the the issues of today seem to be uh, things that were unthinkable 20 years ago. Uh, But what's crazy as well is just how quickly things are moving and changing and um, unfortunately, not all of it in a good direction. In fact, a lot of it not in a good direction. Um, yeah. So getting right right into it, Chris, you know, we've been talking a lot in recent podcasts about what's going on around us with banks and really our whole banking system. Mm-hmm. The confidence people have in our banking system right now is doing nothing short of literally plummeting. Uh, yeah. it, it, you know, an evidence of this can be seen in a, in a recent article that we discussed about how, you know, the BBB's number one complaint they're receiving right now is in reference to or about banks and the serious problems people have been having or running into with their accounts, along with other challenges they have, they've been having, trying to access their money, like their own yeah. money. Yeah. The title of the, this article on your screen now uh, for those of you viewing, and if you're listening, as always, you can find the link there in the description, is becoming more and more accurate by the day. Um, the title, the entire banking system is shaking. There have been a ton of bank closures over the last several months. It's actually becoming quite the common thing. And, you know, the positive spin that you'll hear is that it's due to, you know, improved electronic services, um, and the, the need for these branches have, has thus been reduced. However, the underlying reality is banks are losing a lot of money. Yeah. And these moves are to save money as they're trying to stop the bleeding. Yep. A major concern that we hear, and I know, Chris, you and I have talked about this from our, from our customers or people calling in for some of our materials, is that this is all happening at a time where there are banks that have and and are literally failing, closing their doors. Yeah. So that being said, do, do you think the banks can or are capable of reversing this trend? Because it seems like it is a trend. Yeah. No, unfortunately not. Um, you know, it, it isn't it isn't just one problem that, uh, you know, the banks are having to deal with here. I mean, as the article said, you know, the banks are sitting on hundreds of billions of dollars in losses. Um, that's a lot of money for anyone, that's right? Even the big banks. Um, you know, so what are they going to do? They're cutting costs and, and uh, you know, closing branches, uh, doing layoffs. Uh, they, they said in this article, 64 uh, branches, I think it was, last week alone that closed, you know, averaging over 3,300 branches a year. So when you say wow. picking up speed, right? I mean that's that's really what's happening here. It's it's uh, accelerating, and this is not 
um, you know, some small local bank that's dealing with this, right? Names like JP Morgan, Bank of America, uh, Citibank, Citizens Bank, et cetera, right? These are major players. And uh, so, you know, add, add these existing issues and then put on top of that, uh, you know, home sales are plunging. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure most people are aware, you know, the average uh, mortgage rate is somewhere in the 7 to 8% range now. Um, which, uh, you know, add to that, the house prices are so expensive, even if the rates are, were 4%, a lot of people can't afford it, but they certainly can't afford it at, at seven and eight, um, commercial building delinquencies. I think everybody knows since COVID, right. A lot of, a lot less people uh, go into the mall. Uh, a lot of companies have remote workers. So you've got, you know, just an enormous amount of commercial buildings and real estate, that is just sitting there. Um, yeah. This this year alone, year to date, the uh, commercial building delinquencies have increased by fifty percent. Not not five wow. percent, right? Fifty percent. So, you know, uh, I think the banks have been kicking the can down the road for a while, and they're lucky, quite honestly, uh, that they've been able to make it this far. But with everything going on, I don't see how they're going to make it much further. Yeah, and that's I, and that's the thing. There's just a lot of bad seed that unfortunately is littered in their garden. And, you know, yeah. that being said, I mean, the, the, the foundation, the bad foundation is already there, which that is going to be the kind of the cornerstone of ushering in these problems that sound to be pretty severe in all honesty. So yeah, to take, take kind of taking a little further look into some of the, the quote, why behind depositors are losing confidence in banks. Um, that can be, it can be found or seen in the, this next article on your screen. Again, this song has become all too familiar in banking news, Chris, a song that everyone would say has been played out at this point. Highlighted in this article is an elderly woman who has multiple accounts with the same bank in one of the accounts, she had money deposited or some might say, quote, invested with yeah. proceeds from a home sale. Now, the bank seized $130,000 from her account because they deemed that account was inactive as she wasn't using the funds. Yeah. So, I mean, is it one of the functions of a bank that it's there, it's a place to put money that you don't need or you want to save for an undefined future purpose? Yeah. I mean, this has been happening more and more across the country. If you can't keep your money in banks, where can or where should you keep it? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, this is this is why obviously our clients, um, you know, are, are running to us for, for precious metals. I mean, just... Uh, you know, imagine, you know, the whole adage, right? You're supposed to save for a rainy day. Um, well, this lady, you know, sells a property, puts her money in the bank, saving it for a rainy day when she needs it, right? Doesn't want to go put it in the stock market, be aggressive with it, you know, uh, be conservative. And um, and now she's got to fight with the bank, basically catch them taking the money, then jump through all the steps to have uh, people assist her in proving that, that it is her money and, and to get it back. So, um, so this is bottom line, this is why people want gold and silver. They're, they're looking for right. security. And right now in the banking system, there's a lot of insecurity, right? We're, we're learning that maybe the banks aren't as trustworthy as they want us to think they are. Maybe they don't actually have 
our best interest in mind. And so people want something that is time tested and and proven. And they want to know that when that rainy day comes, they're going to have something to go to. So when it comes to physical gold and silver and something that has been around for quite literally thousands of years as money, um, you know, even even our governments and central banks know this is the case. They buy it. They hold it. Why? For their stability. Um, you right. know, people want to take back some control and they want to have a say in what they spend their money on and how they spend it. And they want to know, most importantly, that it's going to be there when they need it. And I think they're realizing in order to, to really have that kind of assurance, you kind of have to take things into your own hands a little bit. You know, obviously, you're still going to have to use the banks to some extent. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay my electric bill through my checking account. I'm not walking down there per se with my my gold and silver. Um, but if for any reason I can't access my bank account or my bank decides my account is inactive and takes my money, uh, I like knowing that I can turn my uh, a coin into cash and, and quickly take care of any needs uh, that arise. And, and I think people sure. are just tired of uh, relying on a system that has continually let them down. And they're tired of asking for permission um, to access their own money. I mean, I mean, it's, right. it's, it's really ridiculous. Well, and you know, the referencing the first article that we discussed and how, you know, several branches have been closing um, the, the, then you hear stories like this, which there is no shortage of anymore where people's money is just disappearing out of their account for a, a plethora of different reasons. Um, yeah. problem being is, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I know you pretty well and you and I talk quite a bit. Uh, if I encountered a problem like, uh, this elderly woman did where my bank I had money sitting in the bank and all of a sudden it was just gone. I would prefer to be able to walk into my branch and get face to face with somebody until we figured out where that, that, where that money is. Whereas yeah. like now the, what's a person to do? Like they don't have that brick and mortar branch anymore. So yeah. now they've got to get on a chat line with somebody and see where that right. goes, or they have to call a toll free number, which, you know, who knows is that even going to be somebody in the United States or is that going to be somebody in India? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it really is, is a, a, the reason that people are losing so confidence so quickly is because they have every right to, I mean, there's, yeah. there is seemingly no absolutes there any longer and uh, truly a change. I mean, again, banks were, were looked upon as being the safe place to put your money. And again, money, that you maybe don't you you need for current purposes or you don't need for current purposes, but it was there for you as you need it, and that entire thing has changed over the last year. Really, a lot. I mean, this year has been yeah a, a radical year for banking. So bad year well, thank, for the banks. Bad year for the banks indeed. And I got to tell you, from I I know you and I read a lot of the same things, and it's not looking too promising for the the year ahead either. In fact, some would say <laughs> no. it's actually going to be worse. So yeah. I don't know if that's possible. But well, th <laughs> right. thank you for that, Chris. And thanks for uh, sharing as always. Um, mm -hmm. And as we always mention, if you uh, enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe. Uh, also follow us on social media if you're not already. 
and leave us some comments to let us know your thoughts about what you see happening in your world around you. I've been, this is Dean Haskin. I've been here with Chris Agalestos. Uh, We look forward to talking with you more in the future uh, as we finish out 2023 and we head into 2024, uh, looking at and talking about what's taking shape in our financial markets and the economy around us. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. 